Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. Happy Healthy You, and now here's Connie. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm your host, Connie Bowman. Happy fall. We are well into the fall months. The beautiful leaves have changed in most places, except for if you live in Florida or California, darn you. (laughs) It's starting to get cold and yeah, and I have a little cold. So that's okay. I still drive on, even when I have a little cold. I hope you're well. I'm so happy to be talking to you in this month of so many uh, celebrations. One of them is this is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Did you know that? October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, We talked about that on one of my more recent podcasts and... It's also National Down Syndrome Awareness Month. Did you know that? I just learned that as well. I assume Down Syndrome Awareness Month was in March when we celebrate uh, wearing our mismatched socks on March 21st, which is associated with the chromosome that is associated with Down Syndrome. Um, But no, it's October. So Happy Down Syndrome Awareness Month. And the reason I'm excited is because I have a brand new book out called Super Socks. I have a brand new song and video called Super Socks. And it's all about a little girl with Down Syndrome who is the inspiration behind her sister's wearing of her mismatched socks. And she wears them with so much pride and in solidarity with her baby sister, whom she loves so much. And Super Socks is just my labor of love. And I hope you'll take a look at it. It's available at bookstores and Amazon and Barnes and Noble and anywhere you find your children's books. It will make a great Christmas gift. I'm just saying with a pair of a pair or two of socks so that they can mix them up. Maybe maybe a whole bunch of socks that you can mix and match and unashamedly wear your colors, shine your light, stand up for whatever is right, as the song goes. <laughs> oh gosh, I could go on and on. Maybe I'll even play a little clip from Super Socks at the end of this podcast. Go ahead. Twist my arm. <laughs> Oh, also, I am teaching November 15th to 17th at a lovely retreat center in, it's in the foothills of the mountains. It's beautiful, overlooks Sugarloaf Mountain, um, has this gorgeous landscape out all of the windows. It's just a beautiful spot. I'll be teaching yoga at a mindfulness and spiritual practice retreat. You can find more information about that and join me at the Claggett Center website, C-L-A-G-G-E-T-T. It's a beautiful Episcopal retreat center in um, central western Maryland. I don't know, one or the other. I have a cold. Don't ask me to think too much today. (laughs) 
Anyway, I will be there and I will be well and ready to teach some amazing yoga and also take some classes with you. So learn some new spiritual practices like mindfulness, meditation. Uh, I think we're going to work with mala beads and all kinds of stuff, maybe new stuff I haven't even heard of. So join me. I'd love to see you there. Today, I want to talk to a friend of a friend. <laughs> She's a, a good friend of a good friend. So we're going to give a little shout out to that mutual friend. Her name is Tracy Carlson, and she is a director of health and wellness. She's a functional medicine person, which we've had a few functional medicine docs on the podcast. So she can tell us a little bit more about that. She's a nutritionist and she's a board certified practitioner in plant-based medicine. And she's got so many expertises. <laughs> Again, I have a cold, don't say anything. Expertises, expertise. <laughs> in uh, gut health, brain health, inflammation, autoimmune disease, diabetes, using food and plants as medicine instead of pharmaceuticals. She's currently the director of health and wellness for a company down in San Antonio, pretty big company. Um, she was in private practice, but uh, she's currently working for this company and she's super passionate about educating people and empowering people to be advocates for their own health care. And I love that. She sees some flaws in our current healthcare system, and she is wanting to help. So I'm excited to bring Tracy on. Hey, Tracy, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, Connie, thank you for having me today. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have this little cold. It's barely a cold. I have to say, it's just barely a cold. So maybe you can give me some ideas for what to do to stave it off. I've tried green tea so far. It's just like, you know how, how it's just like at the beginning stages where the throat is a little bit scratchy and the nose is a little sniffly, you know, and maybe, maybe something will come to you as we're, we're going through this podcast. There's something that's coming to me right now. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell us all. So this is, yeah, this is the time when you want to hit it hard. Echinacea can be really, really helpful. Echinacea. Also, Good. some oil of oregano. Um, oregano oil is known as nature's antibiotic. And if you get the essential oil, you can take it, put it in a little gel cap with some coconut oil. Um, but make sure you take it with lots of food and water. And you want to take that. Not for more than about a week. It's pretty potent stuff. Oh, how about putting it in my tea? Can I also do that? Because I do have and some you, oil of oregano. You can give it a try, but like I said, it is potent and it's a very hot oil and it can burn. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you. That's that started my podcast with a bang. So let's do that. Let's uh, let's anybody else out there with a cold, maybe we'll try it and we can share on the Facebook page, the Happy Healthy You Facebook page, how we did. So Tracy, let's give a shout out to Suzanne. How much do we love her? <laughs> oh, gosh, Suzanne is my oldest, oldest friend. We go back to when we were 13 and 14 years old. I was just there. I spent a week with her in Maryland and I adore her. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry I missed you. I um, I love getting together with her. She's been on the on the run lately, so we haven't seen each other. So let's talk about functional medicine to start because I've had a few functional medicine docs on the podcast, but maybe just to recap, what is functional medicine? And and um, I love this idea too. So maybe how it fits into this new uh, in our healthcare system as it 
as it stands today, why it's important? Yeah, so the way functional medicine, there's some foundational principles that functional medicine uh, stands on. One is that the body is looked at as a whole. You know, traditional medicine right now, we go to a specialist for this, a specialist for that. But we know that the body works as one, um, that we're not cut off at the neck. The head is very connected to everything else. If there's an imbalance in one part of your body, there's going to be an imbalance in another part of your body. It affects everything. Um, It also looks at emotional, spiritual, and physical, and mental health. You know, all of those things play a huge role in our health, positively and negatively. Um, And functional medicine, probably most importantly, looks at root causes of disease. It doesn't just throw a Band-Aid, a medication at it. And it really looks at those underlying things like inflammation and hormone imbalances and traumas, which is what I'm going to talk about today. Because if traumas and abuse that we've dealt with in the past or gone through, if it's not dealt with properly, it will manifest into a disease Mm. of some sort. Mm. Yeah, I've had several people on the podcast who have talked at length about that Um so if anybody wants more information about that, um, there, is, there is a lot of uh, science-based evidence about that. So you can, you can go back to um, some of the earlier podcasts, and I can put a couple of them in the show notes. But let's talk about your journey, Tracy. Um, what led you here today to this wholeness? I mean, I, I do say that so many of us are wounded healers. Um, my book back to happy is about my journey through grief and I have actually come to the other side and, um, through my journey, come to the place where I, I have felt the need or the, the kind of the pull to help others. And so I've created a, a, not only the book, but a, a meditation, um, course 10 day course through insight timer and so many other things i just think i think that is our natural human tendency is to want to help others when we've come to the other side um, of our healing journey so let's talk about yours and how what you've learned and how you you are giving back now this is yeah this has really been a lifelong learning process um a journey and a healing process and anybody who's out there that might be listening to this that's dealing with um, who's had a trauma or has had an eating disorder anything like that in their past I would just say reach out for help that's going to be the most important takeaway but um, backtracking just a bit um, I'm an eating disorder survivor I was a binge eater I was textbook And as I'll explain in a little bit, I didn't really connect those dots and give it a name until much later in life. I was actually in school studying to be a nutritionist, you know, as I'm practicing now. Um, I knew things were terribly wrong. I knew I was spinning out of control. I just didn't have the tools to process it in my brain. So, you know, again, from a functional medicine perspective and Look, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and looking back, so many of the pieces I can put together now. But I think where it began was really early on in life. For me, my earliest memories around food were my mother um, always restricting my food. I had been on a diet pretty much since I could walk. I can remember 
four or five, six years old, um, she would tell me that I was fat. I was always fat. And I was never good enough until I was thin. So my food was restricted. I had small plates. I can remember being really hungry and sneaking food just because I was starving and then getting punished for it and being in trouble. So right from the get-go, there was negative emotions and behaviors around food. I never had a good relationship with it. Um, You know, that continued. And I would also say that trauma and abuse comes in many different forms. It's not always a one-time event, although it can be the death of a loved one or something like that. Or it can be just, in my case, it was truly growing up in a completely unhealthy, dysfunctional home. Um, so it went from, you know, those early memories of food. There's quite a few years, though, that I, that I still have blocked out from, I guess I'm not quite, you know, through the healing process yet. I don't know if we ever get there, but still on the journey. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of recollection of elementary school years. Um, there was... My parents were divorced when I was eight. There was a lot of lies and ugliness around that. Um, So we didn't grow up with a lot of truth. We grew up with manipulation and control and a lot of slander and shaming and all of that. Um, A little bit later, my brother, I'm the oldest of three. Uh, My brother is about 18 months behind me. And then there was a gap and my sister six years behind me. Um, When my brother was 12, he left our home. We didn't know why. We were told really a horrific lie and it was never talked about again. So my brother, we didn't grow up with him. Then um, throughout my teenage years, my mother was not around. There was a lot of relationships with men. She was taking trips. I was left at home taking care of my sister. When I couldn't take care of myself, I was spiraling out of control. I was doing engaged in all kinds of reckless and dangerous behaviors. Um, And that's really when my eating disorder began to really escalate. I started binging. That was my tool, my medication for feeling the way that I felt. Mm. Um, It got a lot worse in my 20s. Like outwardly, I was doing great. Um, you know, I was excelling in my job. I had a great work ethic. I was, you know, doing well there, but inside I was just a hot mess and, you know, nobody knew what I was going through. I would go home at night and literally binge. And when I mean binge, it was boxes of cookies. It was gallons of ice cream. It was enormous amounts of food and, then of course you do that and you feel guilt and shame all over again and you feel horrible and you're sick and um you know that resulted in being really sick doctors failed me um nobody would ever take the time to kind of dig down and say well what could be going on here you're just fat you lose some weight blah 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 um and i think that today fuels me for helping people. Um, Traditional medicine fails people. It failed me. It failed my child. When I got pregnant in my early 30s, um, I gained 75 pounds with my pregnancy. I was horribly overweight. Um, My child was 
my son was born sick. He was born to a sick mama. Um, traditional medicine failed him. Um, by the time he was three, we had been through, I don't know how many pediatricians. Um, he had been prescribed about six or seven different medications, some not even approved for kids under 12, but here they are just throwing drugs at my little kid. Um, and that was really a turning point for me. That was when um, I knew that when my son was born, I needed to make sure he had the best best life possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a mom, that's instinctual. That's what we do. Yeah. I didn't have that. I don't know that I ever really kind of connected or associated with my mother. Um, but... When he was three, um, I made a decision to stop taking him to doctors. And he's 25 now. And just a side note, we haven't done traditional medicine in 22 years. Um, So we don't go to doctors or anything like that. Um, And I took him to a naturopath, and that was a life-changing experience. and that really started me on my health journey because we had to change a lot of things in his food. We come to find out he was reacting and allergic to everything that came from a cow, whether that was milk or meat or whatever. And then within just a couple of weeks of changing all of those things for him, he was a different child. And that was my first kind of exposure to how powerful food can be using food as medicine. Mm. And that really started my kind of health journey from there. Well, let me just stop here and say, Tracy, thank you so much for sharing. I can hear in your voice that a lot of this stuff is still, um, still touching you. And, and it's a lifetime journey, as you said, this healing from some of these childhood wounds. And I think you, just by your sharing, um, you have really opened the door for someone else who's listening to, to reach out and hopefully ask for help. So many people will benefit. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your story, first of all. And secondly, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. But here's the thing, you're not alone. I hear have heard through the years, I've been doing this podcast for six and a half years, and so many people have gone through this. And I know now in your practice, you too have connected with many, many people who have gone through not only dysfunctional childhoods, but eating disorders specifically. And um, talk a little bit about that just before we go on to the specific um, things that are working for you. Just to, how prevalent is this um, in your experience now as a healer? Yeah, that was really a surprise for me, you know, going through school and learning about it. So going through it personally and then learning about it in school, how, you know, trauma and abuse will affect people. I knew like I had head knowledge of how common it was. It wasn't until I had my first client and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, And everybody, probably 85% of the people that I have ever worked with are dealing with something like this. They've got a trauma that hasn't been dealt with. They've been through an abuse. They've been through some sort of life event that had brought them to me, had brought them to this place or has manifested in a disease. Um, 
and that's one of the things that's really been a, a surprise, just the enormous amount of people. And one of the diseases that's epidemic right now, along with diabetes and Alzheimer's, and is fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. And so many people are dealing with this, and doctors don't really understand it because they can't see it under a microscope. And the reason for that is because very often fibromyalgia is rooted in a trauma. And when we deal with traumas, our body stores everything that we go through, every physical trauma, every emotional trauma, every mental trauma, our body stores it. It's stored in our brain. It's stored in our fascia, it's stored in our tissues, and these emotions are stored in our organs. And these are all the places that fibromyalgia manifests in chronic pain. And so many people, especially women, go to the doctor with these symptoms and they're, you know, told that, oh, there's nothing wrong with you, we can't find anything, or just whatever, you know, kind of you're the crazy person thing. It's really hard to diagnose and put a, put a real label on it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where another place where traditional medicine fails. They never Mm -hmm. look at, well, could it be what's an underlying cause here? Mm -hmm. Get to the root of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, talk a little bit before we get into uh, what you do, how have you reached out to, um, therapists or counselors, because I, I do find there's a lot of value. How how did you um, begin this journey of uncovering um, the top layers of your uh, trauma, your childhood abuse and trauma? So it came in increments. It was a long process mm-hmm. that kind of came in stages. You know, I think God knows, in my in my case anyway, God knows how much we can take at one time. When you have to face um, painful situations, it's hard, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and our first inclination is to survive, not do it and, and survive. just bury it more. Right, right. Um, so I think for me, one of the very first things I did, and this was a long time ago, was I had to forgive. That was a number one. And it wasn't to forgive my mother and make her feel better. It was to release me of that poison because that was killing me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that's an important step. And it might be that you don't have to forgive someone. Maybe it's you have to forgive yourself Mm -hmm. or it was something out of your control. But I think that for me, that was a huge step that started my healing. Did you... Were you able to do that on your own or did you have some help in sort of facilitating that with, with another person, a trusted friend or a counselor or a clergy? How did, how did you know to do that as a young person? Um, I think, you know, looking back, God has, God had his hand on me all along. Mm -hmm. I knew just from going to church and reading parts of the Bible I knew that that was important. Sure. And I also knew that I wasn't going to feel it because it's not an emotion. I knew that I had to speak it and the process and the feelings would follow down the road. Mm. And the first times I said it, probably months and years, 
I had to speak it out of my mouth and it was through tears. Mm. I didn't mean it. I didn't want to do it, but you do it. And I think there's so much power in what we speak out, what we speak out, we're going to manifest. Right. That's, there's so much wisdom in that Tracy, because we are using our voice. We are uh, expressing our, you know, everything out of our voice, which is part of our body. So in a way you're releasing some of that through, through your voice. That's very powerful. No. Right. So, so I, I think that was, there was not a lot of like, wasn't one turning point that kind mm-hmm. of started it. And then I did reach out to help. I saw some different therapists and counselors. There were people in our lives that saw what was happening. And um, I won't share specific things out of, you know, I just need to respect mm-hmm. my sure. siblings privacy and our children. And it's their privacy. story. That's, uh, that's one thing I always say. It's everybody else has their own story. This is your story. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Right. Um, but I will say that it manifested in each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. I'll just leave it at that. Um, so where were we? So, well, I was just, you I wanted to, I just, I wanted to um, just talk a little bit about the importance of reaching out and finding therapy. I think we all need counseling therapy from someone. Um, and there's, you know, it, it's free in certain places. You can find, you can find it at, at different churches. You can talk to your clergy. You can talk to um, social workers. You can, you can find free therapy, but you can also uh, reach out and use your insurance if you have it. And, um, you know, get good counseling, good quality counseling. I think we need it throughout our life just to get through it. So I've always got somebody on call. So I just want to emphasize the importance of that as we're dealing with anything in life. Um, but then let's get back to how you came to your, to become a healer. You went to school and, and tell us, um, what you see is working for the clients that you work with. What is really working in the field of functional medicine and nutrition and these holistic modalities that you employ to help people who have been through or are going through what you have been through? Because that's really what excites me. It's really, I think that's the payoff, isn't it, Tracy? Like when you can see other people healing and you can share your wisdom and you can see that there's meaning in what the crap that you've gone through, <laughs> Right. Yeah, I agree, and that's a whole another podcast in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll I do. Could. We'll have. We'll do another one. We'll have. We'll have to do a whole another one. But um, what are some of the modalities that you're using that you're seeing results from? Okay, so going back to the first um, thing, there, it is really, really important to reach out and get help. Um, I didn't have really anybody in my circle. We had been kind of alienated from our family, and. So I didn't really have a trusted person that I could go to. Even my closest friends didn't know what I was going through, you know, in behind closed doors. Um, so I did reach out, you know, to some people in church or pastor, pastoral counseling, um, different therapies along the way. And I think, you know, when you're dealing with, an eating disorder in particular, 
you go from one end of the spectrum to the other. So it, for me, it was all about weight. And I would do things like binge. And then I'm, I, the next day, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to train for a marathon and run it. So I would do that. So I would go from one extreme to the other. And it just got me sicker and sicker and sicker. Um, so I knew, like, inside, deep down inside, there was always this little nugget or seed of, I am super passionate about all things health-related and food and all of this. Here I am, obese, crazy, out of control, sick, but I knew that I loved everything about health. And I hung on to that little nugget, and I would just read and study and do whatever I could and you know, begin to exercise and talk to different people who were in the field and all of that. Um, I went through a divorce, and while I was going through that, I thought, you know what? This is really a time where I just need to focus on me. I need to reinvent myself, and I need to go after my passion, which is nutrition. That's when I went back to school, and that's when, when I was going through school, I was in a class and listening to this psychologist talking on eating disorders. The minute she started talking, she started talking about binge eating first. I started bawling. And it was the first time that I had been able to put the pieces together, put a name to what I was dealing with. Because it felt like she was talking to me. Every emotion, everything that I had gone through, I felt like there was nobody else there. She was talking to me. I was like, the light bulb went on. And that was like another step in my healing. It was like, all right, now I know I can deal with this. Um, That was huge. And then graduated, um, got through my master's, plant-based, master's in plant-based nutrition, got my board certification, started seeing clients. And I think one of the best tools that I use with my clients, the most helpful thing is, You know, right now, traditional medicine, you have a five-minute appointment with your doctor, and you walk out with a diagnosis and a prescription, and that's it. And you're more overwhelmed than when you went in. So giving someone the space, when a client comes to see me, our sessions are typically about an hour. And when you can give somebody the space and build that relationship and give them a safe place, to share and vent. It's unbelievable that it doesn't take long before they just begin to unload all of these things. And I've worked with people for weeks and weeks and we haven't even talked about food. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I think building the relationship and giving people a space to safely talk about what they've gone through is healing in and of itself. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a beautiful place to start. So you mentioned it's a long journey back. Um, What are some of the steps um, that you have taken that have been the most helpful? Um, We mentioned the counseling. What are some of the steps that someone who is just beginning the journey, just uh, considering reaching out for help, um, what are some of the steps that have been the most helpful for you? So anybody that needs to reach out and doesn't know where to start, it can be very, very overwhelming. And 
it, we just need to take a step in some direction. And whether that means, you know, just in meditation time or prayer time, whatever it is for you, that you speak out what you want or you just, you have to find an outlet for it to get it out of your body. Um, but I think you also need to give yourself some grace and know that the process is long and it didn't happen overnight. You're not going to get healed overnight. And also, you know, there's still things that I struggle with today. People come into my office and think, oh, you have it all together. You're fit. You're healthy, blah, blah. You don't have any issues. Well, this was a road paved with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, literally. And I don't know that we ever get there, whatever there is. And I think recognizing that the journey back to health is a lifelong journey. And just day by day, step by step, just keep moving in, in the direction. I think it's important, it was important for me too to visualize what I wanted, to get it in my mind's eye and always have something out there just to make sure that every step I was taking was lining up with that vision and I was at least going in that direction. Mm. I I think it's so beautiful. Um, I, was just, I just saw this quote and I, I'm just going to share it because you, it reminds me of you. Uh, by Joseph Telushkin um, from A Code of Jewish Ethics. He says, the best way for us to emulate God is to become a blessing in other people's lives. And I just see that with you, Tracy. You have just become a blessing through all the trials and tribulations that you've been through. You you really um, have reached this place where you're you're helping so many other people. I just think it's so beautiful. And um, what a gift it would be for someone to be able to work with you with all of your experience. So um, I want to make sure we give everybody your uh, information in case they want to work with you and um, get healthy. But also, we have some 800 numbers. Do you want to share those before we share your information? So for anybody that's struggling they don't know what to do. Um, maybe they're, you're in crisis and you need just somebody to reach out to. These are some eight, some phone numbers you can call. There's a crisis text line. Actually, you can text. Text the word CONNECT, um, all caps, the word CONNECT, to 741-741. This is 24-7, 365 days a year. Um Somebody you can get on the phone immediately if you're dealing with an eating disorder, if you feel like you're spiraling out of control and you just need to talk to someone. Another phone number would be, this is called the Hope Network. This is an 800 number. It's 800-442-4673. And this number, you know, there's a lot of shame and guilt and self-hatred and you know, poor self-image that's associated with eating disorders. You know, you just feel like you're horrible. And this Hope Helpline um, speaks directly to all of those feelings. Beautiful. And then to get in touch with you, to work directly with you, how would somebody contact you? Either through email or phone number. My email is alivehealthtx, as in Texas, 
at gmail.com. And then my phone number is 210-818-3278. And I do, I have worked with people all over the country. We can do it virtually. And um, so, yeah, please reach out. Even if you just have questions or, you know, are ready to start this process of healing. Thank you. And you are also available to teach seminars and classes, so you will travel to do that. So do you want to talk a little bit about some of some of that work that you are available to do? Yeah, that's really one of the things I'm most, pas- most passionate about. Um, I love to talk about gut health and inflammation. Uh, that's usually new information for people, and it's really where a lot of disease begins in the gut. I love talking about um, autoimmune diseases and helping people connect the dots with why something's happening in their body. Um, Another favorite topic is plant-based medicine. I use plants for everything. I'm a walking apothecary. I've got uh, any number of things in my purse all the time, hemp oil, CBD, all of those things that are hot topics. Um, You know, I can do educational talks and classes on those things. Awesome. I love talking about plant-based medicine. So maybe that'll be our next podcast. That's awesome. Sounds good. (laughs) Cool. Okay. Well, Tracy, thank you so much. I think we have hopefully reached out to one person. All we need is one. So I'm happy if someone um, reaches out and makes a call, then I am so happy about that. And I'm so Um, honored to have you on the podcast talking about your story. If you have a story, if you're listening and you have a story, don't hesitate to share it because by sharing it, you liberate others to heal and know that they are not alone. So thank you to you, Tracy, for sharing and to all of you out there who are listening, who are brave enough to share your story and reach out. So there is hope. There's hope. There's there hope. There is hope. And if there's any takeaway, that's it. There is hope. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. And thank you, Suzanne, for bringing us together. <laughs> She's awesome. So um, thank yeah. you for coming on the podcast. And uh, I feel better already just talking to you. So uh, I'm going to go find my oregano oil. And yeah. All right. Well, thank <laughs> gonna, you, Connie, for heal. having me. I look forward to the And you will land in a world that understands that difference great and difference cool at home, at the playground, and at school. Show the rainbow black and white. Make them different. Make them bright. Clap your hands. Make a beat. Bring all your friends and their colorful feet. Super socks. Super socks. Don't try to put me in a box. I wear my colors. I shine my Give us the power. Be a friend to someone new. Show yourself.
socks. Kick off your shoes. We're fun. We're hip. We're groovy. We're snappy. When people see our feet, they will smile because they're happy. Love is gracious. Love is kind. Kindness spreads from our feet to our minds. Super sucks. Super sucks. Don't try to put me in a box. I wear my colors. I shine my light. Stand up for whatever is right. Everybody's welcome at the Super Socks table. Wear our socks to show we're kind. Help our friends to change their minds. Everyone's different. We know it's true. We're all important. That's me. That's you. We want to fit in. We want to have fun. Our difference melts away when we know someone. Super Socks. 